Welcome, everybody. This is All Four Downs Podcast. I'm Ov1, and Hector will join me momentarily. It's a new website that we have going on. It has called CMG Sports Central. It's on behalf of Clovercrest Media. CMG Sports Central covers all the pod- sports podcasts to include Keys to the City, RNJ, and much, much more. And, of course, us, All Four Downs, and soon to be added to it will be the HHW Show podcast. But they have their own website, which is hhwshow.com. But hey, we're here. We get we just got done with the wild card weekend. And I'm gonna have to bring my boy Hector. Hector, man, what an event. A lot of excitement for the winners, questionable for the losers. We're gonna cover everything game by game by game. Yes. But um, man, we actually ended up in a tie for this week. Yeah, you know, it was kind of suspicious that we kind of agreed on what we thought we were going to see here. Um, it could have been questionable, honestly. I think we one or two games that we could have gone opposite, but we didn't. We saw it the same way, and we have to reap what we sow. And, you know, we got we finished with the wild card, same record for the wild card. I got a feeling that there's going to be a big difference this weekend. Yeah. We're going to have some – we're going to – look, we've been doing this for <clears> – <throat> For many, many years, right? But we've only been on a football podcast for four years doing this. But we always found a way that even though you were in Texas and I'm here in Connecticut, once we start doing our calculation and everything, we always have a a lot of similarities. But I'm guaranteeing on this one, we're going to have some differences. Well, I hope so. I mean, we don't get we don't got that many more many games this week. So, I mean, but I tell you what, you're in the lead in that in uh, um the bracketology, ESPN bracketology. Yeah, um, you and the Keys brothers. So, like this weekend, is it's it's going to be hit or miss. No, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I think the bracketology is kind of fun stuff to do. So, right. You know, I I really. Personally, I'm not going to credit that. You know, I, I credit what we talk about here on the show. Um, mm-hmm. That right there, you know, hit and miss is fun stuff. You know, just right. So, oh no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Check this out. All right, it's first down, and definitely we're going to go ahead and talk about the wild card, and then of course later on we're going to have our prediction for this weekend. But uh, as you can see there, the six teams were victorious: Detroit, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Buffalo, Houston, and Kansas City. And we'll start off with the first game that was that that happened. And it was no other than the Cleveland Browns losing to the Houston Texans. I really thought that the Browns had their number. I really did from, from the way they played. But the factor is, is that on this game, CJ Stroud didn't play the first time. CJ right. Stroud played in this game, and that was a difference maker. Yeah, exactly. And I think I mentioned that, you know, that this is going to be a whole different ball game, even though I still went and picked Cleveland. You know, I just knew it was going to be a a different result, but a much more closer game. But obviously, look at that score. It's not nowhere near close. No, nowhere close. And the reason why I have this picture here and I'm going to zoom in even more is that uh, this could have been another quarterback uh, drama because that's Sean Watson was the quarterback of the Houston Texans. And then he had some legal troubles over there. And for some odd reason, that let him go. And the Browns signed him for over $200 million, right? And then they got this rookie, C.J. Stroud, 
who is actually outperforming any quarterback in that organization. As a matter of fact, pretty much better than anyone, any rookie that stepped foot in the NFL. Oh yeah, he is showing his, he is showing his true colors as, of what kind of quarterback he is, and I am I'm glad to see what I'm seeing here with him. We we got a good future here in Houston moving forward from here on out. If Matt, they don't, he stays you know, healthy and yeah. everything else, I mean, look, I want this team to and, and and be honest, this is the only Texas team that I like. Okay, I'm not crossing over to the middle of the Texas area. Uh, with the one with the one star rating, this is a five star team, and I can't wait what is in store for them next season. But even though this yeah. season's not over, they still got another game this weekend that we're going to predict. But I'm mm -hmm. definitely digging the Houston Texans, they handled their business. And as Big far time. as the other quarterbacks concerned, Joe Flacco, um, I think his time it came to an end, and this is the end of the era for him. Yeah, I mean he he delivered when he was in his prime. Um he did what he 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 showed out a little bit statistically in this game, but I think he had to try to do too much because that Houston defense was all over him. So yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a wrap for Flacco. Flacco don't got nothing more to prove. None whatsoever. But hey, good game. Houston wins. They advance to the divisional round. Uh and then the next game. The Kansas City Chiefs took care of business against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins were frozen, okay? Like, anything that they did, they couldn't do. And there were, I thought there was still momentum when they scored their first touchdown. But at the end, uh, in the second half, there was really nothing to show for from Miami. I was concerned on what's going on. Look, uh, Tua Tagalovia, or Tagovailoa, excuse me, through 39 times, okay? That's a lot, okay? Uh, but the Chiefs' defense, they took care of the run the the, the run offense from Miami. Mm -hmm. They held to um, – what's his name? Hill, wide receiver Hill, right? Yeah. Five or seven, six, two yards. But then there was a couple of drop passes that Hill did that they, they couldn't, like, maintain that momentum. On the other side, Patrick Mahomes, well, he was Mahomes, right? But if you look, his stats wasn't that great either. He went 23 to uh, for 41 with 262 yards. But Pacheco, man, that dude was a beast. Yeah. Uh, not to mention Mahomes also added to that stats one cracked helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that tells you how cold it was in Kansas wow. City. They started the game at negative four, and who knows what the temperature was at the very end. Um, but they got through. Um, it sucks to be in that type of weather because so the weather does play a a, a difference, right? It does, um, it does to a certain degree. But this does. game, the first time they met, was in overseas. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes, it was. Yes. And uh, yeah. even though Kansas City did win that game, yeah. but it looked like Miami was gonna tie the game until Tua um fumbled the ball. Yeah, it was a tail. It, it was a tail of two halves in that overseas mm -hmm. game. You know. Kansas City was up at the first half, second half, a couple of touchdowns for the Dolphins, made it look like a close game. But this is where it was truly played at. Nothing against the overseas. I love the overseas games, but this is playoff. You're in front of your home, true home crowd, and this is where it was at. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something else. You know, I did say the weather, but Miami had an opportunity to have it at home, right? If they would have beaten the Bills, they would have to play the Bills again. 
at home. Okay. But since they lost, that's what they get. You got to win yeah. your games in the regular season. Yep. Big shout out to Steve Spagnolio, who is the defensive coordinator, the three time Super Bowl champion as a defensive coordinator. The first time he did it was with the New York Giants. And of course, he's a two time champ with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this guy is a defensive guru that's going to carry him over for this weekend. We're going to talk about that game uh, later on uh, coming up on third down. The Green Bay Packers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Okay, there's there's a lot of story to this. Okay? But the real story is, is that the Packers handled their business. The Packers own the Cowboys under Jerry Jones. Okay? There is no more argument. There is no more debate. Jordan Love is the quarterback now and the future for the Packers. And you can rest assured there is no more stories about Aaron Rodgers. No, it isn't. And it just seems to be the woe of the Dallas Cowboys that they just have no success at home against the Green Bay Packers organization because they're 0-5 at home against the Packers at AT AT&T Stadium. Okay, this is just – this ain't an Aaron Rodgers thing anymore. Because Jordan Love, even though he was under Rodgers for so many years, something paid off on this because he took this and look at that score. I mean, besides the second the second series where they punted, they ran the table here like it was a poker game. The score doesn't do no justice for the stats. I mean, no, no, no. And you know what? The fourth quarter was the fourth quarter. I'm not gonna you know say anything about it because at one moment. The Packers did pull out their starters, but then eventually they went back out there again mm-hmm. to seize the moment, right? Because then yeah. now all of a sudden the Cowboys were scoring against their second strings. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to like hear, oh, the Dallas almost came back. That just no. never happened. And no. when you start out the game 27 to nothing, yeah. So let's put it this way. First of all, before we move on to look at these memes of the Cowboys, okay, Look at the scenarios that's happened, okay, with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. For the last two years, Rodgers held the Packers hostage. And I say that because the last two years, we never knew if Rodgers was going to retire, or the Rodgers was going to go to San Francisco, supposedly, or there was all this drama and the media. Media driven. I can't say it was the organization. The media created this narrative of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And then I'm, that's what I'm saying is like now that love is there, there was a reason why Matt LaFleur chose him in the first round. And Rodgers was not happy, according to the narrative. Okay. But this is the reason why. Okay. Rodgers is washed up already and it's laughable because when he went to the Jets, and the first game he gets hurt, he's out for the season. He is old. Mm. Okay? This is not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is once in a lifetime. I'm sorry to say that. Well, maybe I'm not sorry. But I'm, well, I just feel sorry for everybody else that's trying to be like Tom Brady and go to a different team to try to win something when Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl. For so many years, he's been with the Green Bay Packers. So yeah. now you got the, the new regime of the Packers – and I could see Love leading this team. And, again, whatever happens this weekend, 
it is what it is. But what you saw there being away, being at Dallas, the way they won, I see a lot a good future for the Packers. Yes, yes, I yeah, do. definitely. I mean, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the way the Packers finished their season going into this game, they rode that momentum going into AT&T Stadium. And again, there is just so many question marks and exclamation points with the with the Dallas Cowboys. Why are we not seeing the same Cowboy team from the regular season who consecutively won 12 and five, went 12 and five, three years in a row, cannot seem to get out of their own way when it comes to the playoffs? Are they right. changing their schemes? Are they trying to ch- play to their opponent? What is it that you're doing differently that you cannot seem to win? And it is it is frustrating. And I'm not even a Cowboy fan, but this is frustrating to see this team always fluster at the at the times that they are. Right. I mean, it's it's unexplainable with the Cowboys. I, on the other side of this, and this is why I got to say, I, I question the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff because – Look at Des Prescott's numbers. He went 41 to 60. 41 out of 60. That's of a lot. Passing. That is a lot for a quarterback. And I and I and if you follow my show, if you follow the All Four Downs podcast, I know I, I said this before, and then we let go of the Cowboys because again, you know, Cowboys is overrated news and stuff. And I always said that if Prescott has to throw over 25 times, the Cowboys are in trouble. Right, and this is the reason why they can't. They couldn't get the running game in there. None. Pollard only had 15 carries for 56 yards. That is, listen, that is not. That's not. That's not how you win football. You got to have a balanced offense. Okay, right. Ceedee Lamb nine reception for 110 yards. Somebody was doing something, but he is not the only one. He is not the only receiver. Okay, right. but to throw 60 times. We got a problem here. That's called the offense, the offensive coordinator, the head coach. I'm sorry. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the head coach, right? McCarthy was the one in charge of the offense, right? Yes. So you allow him to do all that. I'm sorry. That's That's like a pitcher. A pitcher doesn't throw 200 times, right? Once he gets to 100, we're already calling the bullpen to come in to relieve the pitcher. Yeah. This was just desperation on on the Cowboys' part, trying to throw this ball as many times as they did. And 110 of them yards went to Lamb. Where's all the other 290-something yards? Where's where's the other receivers that got you there? Okay? The tight end was doing a good job, but then all of a sudden he disappeared. Then he reappears. Like, there was no consistency whatsoever. Okay? And it begs the question whether or not that staff is going to be there next year. And, and you know, that, and that right there is is evidence that they need a new coach. And look, I think Packers took advantage of this situation, but did does they? This, but <laughs> does but does this really show the the Packers as a contender for the Super Bowl because of this game that they played? No. I don't really, I don't really no. think so. No, I don't think but so. I, but what I think is is that all season long, the Cowboys could not beat good teams, contenders. They, they beat up and bully the ones that had the losing records. But when it came to teams like the Packers or everybody else, they always ended up with the L. And so it is what it is. But check out these memes, man. You got to check out these memes. I got to zoom it in. All right. The Dallas Cowboys cycle. They they start this, the season starts. And you know those Cowboy fans. They're all like, yo, this is our year. They beat up on bad teams. I just mentioned that. 
fans get delusional because they think that this is their year. We them boys. This is our year. Yay! And then all of a sudden hit the playoffs and there goes the choke. And we're not just talking about this season. No, no, no. We could talk about when Romo was the quarterback. We could talk about the quarterback before him. Okay? So, again, this is a continuation. And I'm going to tell you right now, your favorite number is 1995, Cowboy fans. 1995. Because that was the last time y'all reached the Super Bowl and won with Troy Aikman. You might as well just go in Fox Sports and be like, hey, Troy Aikman, can you please come back and bring Emmett Smith? with you okay because eventually it's not working matter of fact jimmy johnson uh, during halftime had his speech trying to trying to coach from from his desk and they ain't gonna work like that no 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 all right look at this fan hector look yeah. at this fan come on that it, look the score was about to flip to 40 plus all right so there you go a big shout out to Roberto Chavez right there. He said, "Bro, y'all talk smack when it was the opposite way. We beat good teams, but choke on bad teams. Now we can't beat good teams." Well, let me tell you something, uh, Chavez. On this show this year, I think you got it backwards, okay? Because we mentioned it so many times that y'all can't beat the contenders, and so you look at your schedule, it's gonna help you realize, right, that we were right. And y'all still are delusional. And I could carry on right here. Matter of fact, the, the Cowboy fans could go to the, to the cinema near them, right? To the theaters, because they got this movie called Choker. All right. And uh, definitely is going to come out at the last week of January. You want to get your tickets in. I think uh, Tomato or whatever it is. The Rotten the, Tomato. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they they rated it as A right there. Um, they gave it four stars, like 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 Dak Prescott over there. <laughs> but anyhow, I love this one too, man. I, I like the, the. And you know, honestly, I think that the reason why they put a lot of cowboy memes up is because mm -hmm. a lot of the a lot of some I'm not a lot, but yeah, most of the cowboy fan base they always live in the past and saying, you know, and look, I understand you you have to be confident about your team and say. You know, this could this is our year or this could be our year. But, you know, they overconfident, you know, that they're always they're always overconfident about that. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it this year. And the reality is for the last 13, 14 playoff games since the Super Bowl win in 95, you haven't done nothing but get to the division around and keep on continuously choking. And it's mm -hmm. like, when does the reality start waking up that, hey, this is not going to be a year because I don't see any other NFL base fan base saying that. I mean, as a Giants fan, I would like to say, well, I would like to see us make the playoffs at least. Right, right. You know, but they you know got, what? They got, they got the, the formula. The, the one thing that my brother, my brother's a Cowboys fan, and he hates two people, actually three. He doesn't like the head coach, McCarthy. He can't stand that Prescott. Because which is Mister? Here we go. You know, right? Like, look, I know he's trying to be like Peyton Manning when he used to say Omaha, Omaha, right? So this is his version, right? It's not going to happen for him. Um, however, I, I, I'm just trying to get he an understanding. doesn't like who's that? Who's that? Uh, um, defensive player. Um, their star defensive player. What's his name? 
Oh, you're talking about uh, Paul, uh, Michael Parson? Yeah, Michael Parson. He can't stand him because he has a mouth. He thinks he's the greatest player, and yeah, he doesn't show up for the games. You know, oh, and that's that cowboy yeah. talking right now, and I believe him. I believe him. But, again. I, I like Michael Parsons. <laughs> well, Michael Parsons is a great athlete, but he yeah. has a mouth. And he used to go on public, and he brought me evidence saying he's the best. But if you're the best, this is the time we're supposed to bring it. He didn't bring it again this game. How many times did he touch uh, Love? I didn't see him. I didn't see Love getting sacked five, six, seven times. Where's that defensive line? Where's that defense that they said they were top five? Well, they didn't show up to play. I mean, you could talk about that from every single Cowboy team that we've had since 95. Where was the mm -hmm. defense? Where was the offense? It's always something that's not right. getting you past that. And then when Romo was quarterbacking and he wasn't doing it, oh, Romo sucks. We need him out of there. Okay, well, you got your wish. Oh, we want Dak Prescott in there. Okay, you got your wish. Now Prescott's in there. Oh, now you don't want him. What? But do you know you what? Want? But you know what else Jerry Jones was right about is that he, he was hesitant to pay Dak Prescott a lot of money and the right. media got involved, right? Like right. Stephen A. Smith on ESPN Always. and everybody else was on that bandwagon. Pay the man, pay the man, Jerry Jones. And then they want to make it racial issue and stuff like that because he's black and everything else. Look, this is the product that you got. That's why he was hesitant. Jerry Jones knows who he has to pay and don't pay, right? Well, yeah. there you go. There, there goes that big money that you invested with nothing to show for. So, but we'll move on past the Cowboys and look at this one. This is probably the best game of the weekend. The LA Rams versus Detroit Lions. I enjoyed this game. I really best, did. Best okay. Game. And remember the score, Hector, 24-23, because it's going to pop up in third down. 24-23, you got two quarterbacks that really pretty much switched, right? Um, They got traded, and then Stafford got paid. Golf went over there, and the Rams thought golf wasn't good enough to win them the Super Bowl. Stafford went over there and won the Super Bowl. But is this golf's year? And I like this because both of them embraced each other at the end of the game, and both of them have a lot of respect to one another. What was sad is that NBC did not highlight the real story behind these two quarterbacks. Like when um Stafford went to run in the field they went straight to commercial I say they should have followed it through all the way and hear the fans how they react towards him right follow golf when he runs to the field I didn't get that vibe even I know it's a football game but right. it was more to this story because it was these two not Eminem and all these other celebrities that show up to watch the Lions it was these two people right here that made this game very, very special. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the end of the game, I thought it was an awesome game. Awesome. Uh, both were identical. You had three and outs. You had this, you had that. And they were just pounding against each other. But at the end of the game, and I'm so happy, 30-plus years without a, a, a playoff victory, the, the Detroit Lions got it done and will host another playoff game. Look, you can't get any closer than this when it comes to a score. These two gave it all they got, and it shows that they were almost evenly matched. I mean, these two threw the ball so much, and it paid off for both sides because, again, you know, the Rams had a chance to go downfield and 
at least put three points on the board to take the lead and maybe mm-hmm. seal the deal. And I think we've even said that if the Rams were to win this game, they're going to make the biggest run because they're going to get hot, you know. But then it looked like, honestly, the Lions wanted it just a little bit more because of the history, right? I mean, again, we're talking about history here. And their history is just a little bit older than the Cowboys and a little bit older than the 49ers history as far as mm-hmm. the last time, you know, they've done anything relevant. But they right. They've been building, and they've been building. What a couple of years ago, they went zero sixteen, zero seventeen, whatever the case was. Till four or five years later, now they're in the hunt and could be very dangerous in this playoff. You know, this is a good storytelling to where if the Lions, let's say they reach all the way to the Super Bowl, the Lions, the Lions to me is like watching the New York Giants when they first went to the Super Bowl to play the New New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Finishing at nine and seven, and no one, no one considered the Giants to go all the way, the way they did, and they stopped the New England Patriots' undefeated record. You remember that year? Oh yeah, yeah, right. No, definitely. This is a story for the Lions, and still nobody has them going to the Super Bowl. It's because you know I feel like they're not getting the respect that they deserve, and it's mm-hmm. okay. I think for them it's okay because it was all a talk about the 49er defense, the Cowboys offense, and the the defending NFC champion Eagles, the three-headed monsters that mm-hmm. you cannot seem to get over the hump, you know, getting that respect. You're not gonna get that respect. Well, guess what? Two of the three are now gone. Okay, that's right. leaving this they're leaving the door open for the Lions to almost quietly sneak in this thing okay and the only ones that believe them are their own fans and themselves as an organization i like the way the fans were tearing emotional you got like old timers showing up to the game just to witness a game like this and this caliber um so matt pops to the lions and real quick i think this is Mm -hmm. this is a this is good for golf because it could be redemption because when he lost to the Super Bowl as a Ram, 13 to three to the Patriots, this could be redemption for himself that I can get to the big game. I can win the big game. Right. Okay. I know I can get there. So I need to do it now again. Maybe with a gotta different get team. to the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Gotta get got to the to. Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. The Steelers versus the Bills. Um, Josh Allen, man, when he's on it, he's on it. I mean, what what else can you say? This guy went 21 for 30 for 203 yards. He threw three touchdown passes, cooked a rush for 79 yards. Um, on the other side, Rudolph, he handled his business. A backup quarterback trying to lead the Steelers. Um, the Bills defense showed up. They stopped the running game. They held the Steelers real tight. I mean, look at the halftime. It was 21 to 7. And then in the second half, it was just neck to neck. Yeah. You know, it was dead even. So Bills have won six straight games, and they're going to host the Chiefs, which mm-hmm. we will talk momentarily. Right. But uh, more more on them later. The Eagles and the Bucks. Oh now, this God. gets very, very interesting, okay? The Eagles lose six of the last seven games, okay? How you go from 10-1 to disappear? Okay, now I saw a replay, and let me see if I still have it here. Oh, yeah, I want you to take a look at this picture, and I'm going to zoom in real quick. What do you think is going on here? There's no camaraderie. There's no team. It's all about I in this team here. 
There is just dysfunction in this organization. There's no respect for your quarterback. There's no respect for your leadership. There's no respect for yourself if you have to do that to your quarterback. Okay, because, because you're not getting your your touches. You're not getting it the way you feel like you need to get it. You're not the captain of the team. You're not the quarterback of the team. You're not the one getting the earful, you know, in the headset from the coordinator or from the head coach, you know. But, again, it this has started back in December 3rd when they lost to the 49ers. There's no emotion from Jalen Hurt. There's no emotion from the team. There's no fire. There's nothing. This team is literally worse than the uh, dumpster fire. This okay, is what this I is see. Embarrassment. Yes, and this is what I see. Jalen Hurts is not the captain of the team. God. Why you put a letter C on his chest and his jersey, and yet he doesn't have a voice? You mean to tell me you're going to get punked by everybody else and Mariota's right there in the middle trying to calm the situation, okay? Yeah. And I think that guy right there is the offensive coordinator, one of the coaches, not even the quarterback coach. And there's no one talking to Dallas Goder. Okay. Now I don't know. I know he's a tight end, but I never knew a tight end who's going to try to dictate how to run an offense, let alone that you're losing the game. And instead of trying to regroup and get everybody together to motivate them, you're just making matters worse. Look, he's gotten into a confrontation with A.J. Brown. Okay, I've seen mm-hmm. game where A.J. Brown got into his face telling him, why, why are you not throwing me the ball? Why are you not getting me the targets? And all Jalen Hurts is look just like that. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, if you're going to be the captain, you're the quarterback, you need to fire this thing this thing up here, okay? Not just during pregame warm-ups, okay, mm-hmm. but during the game. He's not showing any kind of anything as if he gave up after beating the Bills 37-34 in overtime. It's like they just gave up. He just gave up. He just didn't care anymore what happened to them. And this is – and they look, the Cowboys is one thing, okay, mm-hmm. as far as not winning the playoffs. But this right here, this is an embarrassment to the NFC East. This is an embarrassment to the NFL. Okay, when you're 10-1 – Okay, you just don't give up. And I think they did. After that Buffalo game, they just gave up. There's got to be more to just giving up. I think there's there has to be something deeper than the locker room because you just don't fall out like that. That team, that talent, that speed, I'm sorry. Like, no, Devontae, I, Smith, Devontae Smith had a reception for 148 yards, but you only saw him in the action. You didn't see him in the sideline. You know what I mean? Um but there was no run game. You can't blame that on Hurts. Look at the, the the best rushing yards they have was Swift with 10 carries and 34 yards. Where's the offensive line? Where is the offensive line to push to that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but if your offensive line is handling their business, creating gaps for the running game, then the passing game is going to be there. There was nothing. And yet you have Jalen Hurts, which, again, he's a dual-threat quarterback, but why is he trying to throw over 30 attempts? That's not his type of game. And, and Goldhart, okay, he's he's over there flipping him off. Okay, he got the second, I think, the, the second most amount of targets as, as a receiver for the Eagles in that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was four for six with 21 yards. Well, guess what? 
He got you to the ball four times. He threw it to you six times. If you couldn't make more out of that than just 21 yards, then maybe the bird need to be flipped to you. Okay, that probably wasn't on Hurts. He got it to you. Okay. Another blame is the head coach. Why do you let this happen? You are the head coach. Take ownership. It's almost Where like he probably me? didn't even say nothing at halftime. Yeah, you're down. You're down sixteen to nine at halftime. You still got a fighter's chance in this, and yet you don't do nothing. And then and and they got shut out in the second half, which is nothing that Tampa Bay could do. Temp, that's not even Tampa Bay's game. I no, mean, look not. at their record. Their record right now is nine and eight. They're four and four at home. They there was no reason why Tampa Bay should have won this game. None. <laughs> Dude, there was no reason why Green Bay should have won that game. But again, the NFC mm -hmm. East is just a joke. And they can't even get out their own way. They're just a laughing stock. Okay, we can't even have a, consec a consecutive division winner. Okay? Mm -hmm. Washington can't get out their own way with injuries. They can't. They fired their head coach. The Giants can't seem to get themselves healthy and, and, and figure out what they want to do at quarterback. The Cowboys, you already know what happens when they get to the playoffs. And this Eagle team? Dude, I'd be embarrassed to be an Eagles team right now looking at what you did this year. Seriously. Mm -hmm. You just made yeah. Baker Mayfield look like he is Mr. MVP of the year. That's just crazy, man. It is. It is. It is straight up crazy. Hey, it is. It, <laughs> they played to win the game. They went ahead and played just to barely show up show, and get they, a Oh, they didn't show up. Yeah. That's all exactly. they did just show up. Chavez says, keep that same energy if the Packers beat the Niners. I think he's referring this to us, I guess. Keep that same energy. Um, sure, the, I'm going to keep the same energy. If the Packers go out there and mm -hmm. do to the Niners that they did to the Cowboys, oh, yeah. But it's going to have to be the Packers that do the damage, not the Niners just slipping up and, and falling on their something on their own two feet. The 49ers got a home field advantage. I doubt. I, they probably all learn from the Eagles' mistakes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're moving mm -hmm. on to second down. And let's talk about some coaches because it might be that the Eagles might replace their head coach unless there's enough changes in that personnel and that locker room for the for uh what's it Seriani's advantage, but here we have seven positions ready open: the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Raiders, the Chargers, Seahawks, Titans, and Commanders. Now, the three top candidates right now is Jim Harbaugh, which he had an interview with the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm -hmm. Antonio Pierce had an interview with the Tennessee Titans, and Bill Belichick would reported went over there to Atlanta and, and to see, but nothing's really set in stone. Yeah. I always had said that Jim Harbaugh was best fitted for the um, Los Angeles Chargers because the talent is there and he is, he is aggressive to the point where everyone's accountable. Not so much how the way Brandon Staley did it. He's trying to be aggressive going for fourth down all the time. And I told you that this guy was on a hot seat and yeah. the Chargers took too long to fire this guy. Yeah. Because this is the team that was supposed to be in first place. To look when the pieces, the Chiefs, they're getting by in that division because the rest of the division is falling apart. Okay, garbage. but yeah, they're talented. But the Chargers, I expected more out of them, and they didn't. They didn't provide anything. And I right. think Harbaugh is the answer for that team 
They got a quarterback. They got the defense. They just need a coach like him the same way he did with the 49ers. He changed that team around, and they went straight to the uh, to the NFC Championship. They went to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, actually, they went to two NFC Championships and one Super Bowl, and then right. all of a sudden, things started falling apart that they fired them, and that's why Harbaugh went to Michigan. Right. Now, again, the Raiders – been always wanting Jim Harbaugh in there. And that's why Antonio Pierce hasn't got hired yet, which I feel like Antonio Pierce is being disrespected because this is the guy that took the Raiders after a sorry record, five and four. Mm-hmm. And then they were already fighting for a playoff spot and they fell short. But Antonio Pierce did what he had to do, right? He got rid of the quarterback, got a backup quarterback, and stuck with his guns. Everybody was playing for Pierce. Now, if their players are playing for you, why are you not hiring the guy already? Yeah, exactly. He was already interim head coach. You don't have to go through the process. He's already the interim head coach. You could just hire him just like the Patriots did when they hired uh, Jared Mayo to be the head coach, the first black coach in in Patriots history. Now, Pierce is not going to be the first black coach in Raiders, I think he's going to be the second one, if I'm not mistaken. But Antonio Pierce is the guy that's best suited, yet he's over there getting an interview with the Titans. It's crazy. I know. You you would think that the Raiders would just already make, make him sign on the dotted line already. Yeah, and then the rumor is that Belichick, even though he went to Atlanta, but do you think that Jerry Jones – and the Cowboys will just get rid of McCarthy and and take on Belichick to go to Dallas. No, I, I to me I don't think that's reasonable for Belichick. No, because then it's like you're following your your coach's footstep. Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells did that, right? Giants, Patriots, Jets, and the Cowboys. Why would you do that? Why would you follow his follow his suit? Be original. Either just retire fully or go to the Chargers yourselves because I thought Belichick would be good for the Chargers, but he's going to Atlanta. There's a lot of flaws in Atlanta for Belichick. Yeah, I think there's a lot of flaws in the Falcons, the Panthers. I mean, the Raiders would be good. The Chargers, like you said, would be good. I I don't see any problem with Seattle. I mean, to me, uh, I do. You do? Because Pete Carroll is the advisor. But Belichick is the guy that replaced Pete Carroll in New England. Why would okay. he do that? I'm, why would he do that? Okay, your fair point. Fair point. Mm. I would not. I would not want him to go to Washington. It's just a hot mess over there. Oh no, I think Belichick might. You should be the advisor for the New York Giants. Right. I mean, if anything, Tennessee might might not be a might be a good fit. If anything, for him. If if he's decided to call, I don't honestly. I think Belichick is done. He doesn't have nothing more to prove. Besides trying I think, to catch, I think if he goes back coaching, it's just one thing. He wants to be the all-time winner. Winning is yeah, at coach. Yeah, with I the get similar it. attitude of Tom Brady, he wanna he wanna be in first place in every category. That's Don, Belichick right there. Don Shula is is gonna be hard to catch. All right, check this out. You ready? And then we'll move on. So here's my list. The stars mean, um. They're in a hot seat. If they're black, is because how did I have this? Oh yeah, they're about to get replaced anyway. So first of all, let's start with the AFC. 
Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson. I think he's in a hot seat next year because the Jaguars should have been in first place. They should have been going to the to the playoffs. They have everything geared for them, and they somehow always found a way to choke. They got their winning ways when they went overseas for back-to-back weeks, yeah. and then all of a sudden, things were in gear, and then they fell uh, apart. There was man. no reason why they gave it up to the Houston Texans. Let's put it that way. They were in first place until the last game of the season, and then they <laughs> lost. Yeah. Man, that was a slap in the face. Like, I fooled you. That's like a fool's joke. Houston said, Houston said, thank you for keeping our seat warm for us. <laughs> right? All right, the Raiders are looking for a head coach. Like I said before, Antonio yeah. Pierce was the interim head coach. Why he's not got the job, I don't know. The Chargers mm-hmm. still looking for one. The New York Jets, Robert Salah, is on the hot seat, and I'm going to tell you why. So what? You didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not the answer, and when he comes back next year, he still won't be the answer. The answer is this. Solid does not know how to be a head coach. And the reason being that you went back-to-back years with a losing record, and you stuck with that painful-ass quarterback, okay? So you didn't make any adjustments. Your offense sucked. They couldn't put up scores. You beat up on lesser teams than the Jets, and believe me, that's that speaks a lot, okay? It was straight-up garbage, okay? Straight-up garbage for a, a top-caliber defense that you have, but your offense was the opposite, okay? Uh, what, I don't know what's up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin reports say that he has to go with his family. They're going to talk about it, see if he's going to stay. When you talk about family, it's almost like you're talking about retirement. So I'm going to say this. If Tomlin comes back, it probably be for one more year, and then the Steelers are going to find themselves another head coach for another decade and a half. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Um, Titans still looking for a head coach. Moving to the NFC, the Atlanta Falcons are searching. Carolina Panthers are also searching for a head coach. And then my red star right there, the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. I don't know what Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is like so like weird when it comes to this because if it was any other organization, they already fired their coach. They give them like three or four years and they didn't win the Super Bowl, they're fired, right? Um, the New York unless, Giants. Well, go ahead. Unless you're the Steelers, because the Steelers, they they know no, how to but they've been on a winning record. And, and you know what? The Steelers organization is more family-based. Yeah, exactly. They take that, care yeah. of their staff. They take care of their players. I got to respect yeah. that. I can't say that for any other organization because the Steelers, they know how to take care of their head and especially the Baltimore Ravens because John, John Harbaugh has been coaching there from 2008 and Tom has been coaching there from, since 2007. Yeah. The two longest head coaches, they've been ups and downs and they're still head coaching. So yeah. there, there's there's a lot going on over there. Um, the New York Giants, Brian Dable, should be on the hot seat next year. If the team does not get into a winning ways, right, then they're done. Brian Dable's done. And sometimes you have to admit yourself that you're good as an offensive coordinator, but you're not yeah. good as a head coach. No, definitely. Right? Wade Phillips is a prime example. Best defensive coordinator in the NFL, but you give him a head coaching job, and man, he don't even know what to do. Okay? I mean, it's been, it's been a while since the Giants had someone like Tom Coughlin or Bill Parcells to keep that team on a consistent winning basis and maybe even a couple of playoff runs. Because right. seriously, we've been always up and down with our coaches, you know, like Pat Shermer or uh, Judge. 
I mean, it's just uh, it's just embarrassing that we can't keep things consistent with that with our team there in New York, and they're always up and down, wishy washy. You know, right. you just never know what you're going to get. No, and that offense is not driving. No. I don't think Danny Dimes is the answer. Saquon Barkley. I'm just telling you right now, man, to spend a lot of money to get nothing out of it, you might as well just get rid of them, get some draft picks, and build your team because, yeah. I mean, it, the Giants are already paying too much in salary cap anyway. <sighs> um, the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni, he if he be. doesn't get the stuff fixed in the Eagles organization, not only that you got to talk to the ownership, but you got to talk to the fans, man. That's a lot of frustration. I'll be frustrated myself, you know. Um, the Seattle Seahawks looking for a coach. Mm -hmm. I put Tampa Bay Bucks. I think Todd Bowles, because I put a, a blue star on there. He got saved. You could thank uh, Baker Mayfield for saving his job. I still yeah. think that he was on the hot seat. If Tampa Bay did not finish that division in first place, we would have been talking about Todd Bowles being fired. Um, so he's going to be there for a while. And, of course, the Washington Commanders, they just hired a general manager. We'll have to wait and see who's going to be the head coach. Rumor is, is either the San Francisco uh, coaching staff or the Detroit Lions coaching staff that might fill in as a head coach. And to be honest with you, lately in the last few years, they always look for coaches that make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't like that. Rather, it's their first or second year as their coordinator, and they snatch them up to be head coaches. And then next, you know, they tank. Yeah, because like yeah. you said, sometimes you're not you're not head coach material. No. All right, we're looking at the Pitskins and those that were able to go ahead and join the All Four Downs Pitskins Bracket Challenge. The Hector's in first place. Matter of fact, he has. Two picks on the top three right there. Uh, but he's leading the way in the picks, and keys to the city is tied with him. I myself is in third place. Uh, but I'm the only one going for the Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl. You know, that is that is a very sexy pick. I am really rooting for you. I do like that. I do, mm -hmm. I do, I do. I'm surprised. I mean, look, the Baltimore Ravens again, Jim Harbour only has one Super Bowl to show for. And yeah, maybe maybe this is their year, right? They got Lamar Jackson healthy. They got maybe. Odell Beckham. Maybe. They got uh, Bateman. They got all these caliber receivers and everything else. But defense wins championships. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay. I still believe in defense, I, but the I, Ravens do got defense. They do. They, they don't have the number one defense. We've seen that but, with the Cleveland Browns, and look yeah. what happened to them. But Lamar Jackson has a, a history of being an offer in the playoffs. I know. So how do you dismiss that, though? I'm just saying, how do you dismiss the history? History no, you got, has you, a lot of truth yeah, to this. I get that, and I'm going to cover some of that, too, when we get to this picks. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, hey, talking about picks, we're going yeah. we'll to talk about the first game. The uh, in the AFC divisional round, we got the Texans and the Ravens. This game is going to happen Saturday at 4 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 30 for you, dare Hector. Mm -hmm. That's right. I Ravens are favored by nine points. The over under is 44 and a half. That is pretty big. I mean, to me, that's showing no, no respect to the Houston Texans for what they did last week to that number one defense in the Cleveland Browns. If you're going to put up a nine there. 
Yeah, CJ Stroud is probably going to be laughing at that. Look, these two teams have played one time in a divisional round back in 2012, and, of course, Baltimore won that game. Overall, Baltimore leads the overall series. I think it's like 11-2 to two or something like that. So Houston does not have their number here. I'm I'm looking for another close game. I'm looking for a mm. close game in this one. I don't think they're going to be able to do what they did to Cleveland, but they'll make it interesting. But I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. Okay, I got you, man. I got you. I'm trying to look up the the 10-day forecast for uh, what's going to happen in Baltimore on Saturday. Definitely, definitely. Uh, because weather is always an issue. Always. Definitely yeah. it is because yes. it'll be at the high of 27 degrees by kickoff. And, of course, the temperature will drop, and it, it should get low to the 20s. Right. Uh, but is that beneficial for the Texans? I'm going to go with you and say that the Ravens will win. But I'm taking a plus nine with the Texans. I say they might lose by a touchdown yeah, at most. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm not I'm not dissing C.J. Stroud in this. This is a playoff game. And, yes, the Texans have lost to the Ravens big time. But in a playoff atmosphere, the, what everything counts. And for them, I don't know, is that I think the Texans are motivated. But I'm taking that plus nine. I think that's a little bit too much. Yeah, I think it is too. Honestly, that is a lot. Mm. But especially for what they did at home against Cleveland. Come on, man. You got to put a little respect behind that. Yeah, but this is in Houston. The temperature was nice. You're I in know. the dome. Yeah, you're in dome. Yeah. Now you're going outside. Maybe that might be a factor. Maybe that's why they give Ravens negative nine. I'm Maybe. just saying. Book, yeah. The bookies, they know what they're talking about. They sometimes, know. Sometimes. 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 But it, this is awesome because the storyline is going to be this. C.J. Straub, the potential rookie of the year, versus Lamar Jackson, a potential MVP. Right. Both of these guys are going to be winners before the Super Bowl to name them rookie of the year and the MVP. I like this. Book it. Book it. All right. Uh, the Packers versus the 49ers. The 49ers are favorite nine and a half. This is the biggest margin of the weekend. Okay. And this happens at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The over-under is 50 and a half. So they're expecting to have more points in this game. Um, but take a look at the record for the Packers. They're only four and five on the road compared mm -hmm. to the 49ers five and three. Right. Both these coaches looking at their resume. Um, look at the Packers real quick. LaFleur, who one, two, three, five seasons in, right? Uh, yes, they finished at nine and eight. But if you look at it, they missed the playoffs last year. But before that, they lost to the 49ers. Mm -hmm. uh, NFC Championship. They lost to the 49ers in the divisional game. <laughs> so they're over two against San Francisco. They lost to Tampa Bay, but you already know what happened there. Tampa Bay ended up winning the Super Bowl there, right? Um, but this is crazy that we're going to get a rematch. But this time, the Packers are going against a different quarterback. They're going against Purdy, right? Uh, and then on the other side, what you got there is that the 49ers came close to reaching to the Super Bowl back-to-back, uh, -back, right? They lost to the Eagles, lost to the Rams. Um, and then the year before that, they lost the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, like, everything is going for San Francisco. Being that it's in San Francisco, I am taking the 49ers to win and the nine and a half points. 
seeing this is again the second consecutive game where the road team well i'm sorry not no this is the second game already where you got a young quarterback okay who's not giving that much respect because of the team that they're playing we we just talked about that with the ravens cj stroud's not getting that respect like they like they're not going to be able to cover and now they're saying that jordan love's not going to be able to cover that this history between these two, that these teams are tied two and two in divisional round playoff history. So they got a little bit against each other. You know, they got a couple of blows against each other. Um, this is kind of a, like a rival that we don't really talk about in the playoffs with the 49ers and the Packers. I see a lot of similarities between these two coaches. Yeah, I do too. I'm picking the 49ers to win this game. I just think that their defense will contain Jordan Love and Dobbs and the whole crew. And they're going to bring them down just to earth just a little bit. Those high numbers that we saw last week, I'm sure was good numbers for DraftKings and all that. But, no, it's not going to happen this time around. <laughs> I think they're going to bring them, bring the Packers down to earth a little bit. And so I take the 49ers. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think it's going to be harder for the Packers to score a touchdown. Uh, I won't be surprised if Love throws two interceptions in this game. Uh, that's my prediction there. Yeah. So if it's on DraftKings, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna take it. Um, but definitely the 49ers will win this game. Moving on to the Sunday's game, the Buccaneers versus the Lions. I love this. I went to a different direction on this. Okay. And okay. I will start with Tampa Bay. Out of their whole entire history, this is their 14th playoff appearance in the Super Bowl era. Mm -hmm. They won two Super Bowls. Tom Brady won it in 2020 with Bruce Arians as the head coach versus Kansas City. Brad Johnson in 2002, remember that when, when yep. John Gruden, first year, left the Raiders Man. to coach the Bucks, and they he beat his old former team, the Raiders, to win the Super Bowl. And on top of that, that was Tony Dungy's team, right? Yep. Um. So that's crazy how that went. On the other side, Detroit made 13 <clears throat> playoff appearances. Mm -hmm. They're now one and nine in the wild card games. Oh, and two in the divisional rounds. And I asked you and I told you, remember these numbers. The Lions lost to San Francisco 24 to 23. Wow. That's the same score that the Lions defeated the Rams last weekend. Okay. And then, of course, this is. <laughs> Dallas beat Detroit five to nothing, and that was like way back in the days. Okay. Um, and they're only one in conference game because they lost to Washington 41 to 10 the year that Washington went out to win the Super Bowl in the 80s. Right. Okay. So now you have it. You know, here I, I like I like this because you mm -hmm. brought up a lot of stats here, and there's one stat that you did not bring up that I have. I like what that. was that? Share, like please that. share, like please share. That these two teams only played each other one time in the history in the playoffs. It was the 1997 wild card when Trent Dilfer quarterbacked the Buccaneers and they beat the Lions 20 to 10. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you saw he was with Tampa Bay and won, right? Yes, they beat the Lions. Yeah. Trent were they in Detroit or were they in Tampa Bay? They were in Tampa, I believe it was. So let's bring it back to the home court. Detroit wins 20 to 10 over the Buccaneers. And I'm taking a six and a half and I'm going under 48 and a half. 
Yeah, I'm taking the Lions in this one. Uh, I think they just have a – I feel their momentum is going to carry them pretty far. They got to make it to the NFC Championship. They, yes. Yeah, they should. Yes, they have to. But isn't it weird that we're talking about a Baker Mayfield and the Detroit Lions in the same sentence that somebody is going to the NFC Championship game? That and the is, fact that both these quarterbacks got a lot of history from previous teams. Wow. Remember that Baker Mayfield started with the Browns. Then he mm-hmm. went to the Rams, to yeah. the Panthers, mm-hmm. or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and all of a sudden, now he's with the Bucks. And look, we agreed at the beginning of the season. We said this is the last chance for him to be a starter to do anything, right? And look what he has done so far with Tampa Bay. But man, you gotta you gotta side with golf on this game. You got to. You I got like golf. To. I do like yeah. golf, and I think they will win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So far, we agree on all these games. Can we have a difference here? Chiefs versus the Bills. Now, fun <laughs> fact. Fun fact with this. All right. In 1967, back then, before the Super Bowl era, the AFL championship, the Chiefs beat the Bills in Buffalo 31 to 7. In 1992, in the divisional round, the Chiefs lost to the Bills 37 to 14. And in 1994, in the AFC Championship, the Bills went ahead and beat the Chiefs 30-13. Now, if we're talking about the 90s, you know we're talking about Jim Kelly as the quarterback of the Bills. That At that time, they won four straight Super Bowls and went 0-4, for four, right? Losing to the Giants, losing to the Redskins, and back-to-back losses to the Cowboys. You know, right. you mi- you missed the divisional game that just happened a couple of years back when. Uh, oh, but that when, was in Kansas City. That's something yeah, different. This yeah, is, I got you. I'm I got sorry. You. No, but I got you. Everything got, happened in, in, in Buffalo. Buffalo. Gotcha. Right. I see it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that. No, you're fine. Yeah. Um, and the last five games, because now this is where you come in. The last five games were played in Kansas City, and the Bills lead three to two. Right. And the last meeting in Buffalo with Allen Mahomes. The Chiefs won 26 to 17, and that happened on October 19, 2020. Mm-hmm. And their last meet, which was in December mm-hmm. in Kansas City, the Bills won 20 to 17. And right. the only reason why is because of that offside penalty that the referees called, which was straight up legit. Right. It was a penalty. And of course, it was a former giant, right? Tony, <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Okay, yeah. lined up offsides, and that was the most probably the brilliantest play ever when Travis Kelsey caught the ball and then he dished it to the wide receiver to to run it for a touchdown, which got called back. If it wasn't for that, the Kansas City Chiefs would have won in Kansas City. Okay, there's a lot of momentum going on here with Kansas City, and I'm gonna go in first, and I'm gonna tell you that the upset will be the Chiefs will beat the Bills in Buffalo. I already agree with that. Oh, my God. I'm thinking you're going to pick the Bills. Nope. Nope. Oh. I've, I've been struggling picking the Bills since COVID, and this is not working my way. And then when they lost in that division, when they lost in that divisional round a couple of years back, when they only had 13 seconds left and they should have won that game in Kansas City, they let Kansas City go all the way downfield, score, tie the game, mm-hmm. go to overtime. That's just ridiculous. This is Patrick Mahomes' first road game ever in the playoffs. 
and, and the media is driving saying that he might not be able to handle his business on the road. I ain't worried about yes. that. I'm, I'm not, not worried about that. If mm-hmm. Buffalo went into Kansas City in the regular season and won that game, here comes karma. It's going to flip. Kansas City will beat Buffalo in Buffalo. These two are one and one against each other in the divisional round all time. Buffalo do lead the overall series 29-24-21. But I like Patrick Mahomes, the defending Super Bowl champion in this game. Oh, man. I, I can't believe. I cannot believe that these four games – that we didn't have a difference. It well, just you, can't happen. That means we're going to go over for 4. Oh, we're going to go 2 for 2. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe this. I really can't. All right. But hey, it is what it is. I mean, that's why they play the game. So, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I already got my picks on DraftKings. Um I didn't I didn't look. I got it right here in my sticky note, okay? Plus nine Texans, minus nine and a half for 49ers, minus six and a half for the Lions. And I'm taking plus two and a half for the Chiefs. And definitely put down, I'm a, I'm a cheap guy, man. I put in $10, okay? That's okay. I put in $10, but you know what? Them $10 are going to be over $100. I'm, do, right? I'm even I'm even cheaper. I go, I do five on Dabble here in Texas. Oh, I thought you were doing 25 cents. Oh, no. I go five. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> got it dude <laughs> hey well listen um i appreciate it i see the numbers are, are moving up for all the followers and, and the listeners out there and i wanted to give a big shout out to roberto chavez i know he's a dallas cowboys fan um and my condolences for what the team had had endured but just remember that we are giants fans and we know how it feels i mean at least y'all made it to the playoffs we're just inviting you to our couch so we could watch the rest of the game here. Okay. At least, at least y'all won a division. At least you can win 12 games. Yeah. Oh, I Lord. mean, shoot, we're still trying to buy, you know, we're trying to get players anyway. But uh, before everybody else, I hope your team went all the way and stuff like that. And if not, join us. And what are your picks for this weekend? Does it match us? Do you got something different? Leave your comments over there below, whether you're following me on YouTube or uh, Facebook, Twitter. And we'll be back next week, next Tuesday, as the we four. make our predictions, final four teams for the conference championships, and much, much more. Stay tuned for later on in about a few minutes. We're going to go ahead and transition to the HHW Show podcast, right, for the updates on Raw, SmackDown, and to Road to the Royal Rumble, right? That is HHW Show podcast on YouTube and Facebook and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast platform. Hector, thank you. And once again, man, we got to love some football, huh? Yes, sir. Yay, yay. See you next week.